The Talk Shop. 20 minutes after 8 o'clock, you're on the talk shop on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My name is Naledi Molewa. Also, Yunusabiya will be back next week, Monday, bringing us the Be Financially Smart feature brought to us by FNB. But let's get going with our next discussion. I think this is... This is one of those discussions that we can't have enough, especially at the stage of, of, of where South Africa is at. And we're talking uh, finding practical solutions for peaceful coexistence between refugees, asylum seekers and host communities in South Africa. This came under the spotlight at a specially convened roundtable uh, hosted by the United Nations High Commission on Refugees and the moral regeneration movement in Pretoria. Now, the discussion was the first in a series of deliberations to bring refugees and their South African hosts together in finding solutions that will productively draw communities into the the, uh, the socio-economic fabric of the country. Give me a call on 0891-104207. I'm joined on the line by Chief Operating Officer of the Moral Regeneration Movement. Um, he's none other than Seth Mazabugo. And Dr. Mazabugo, welcome to the talk shop. Always a pleasure to have you. Oh, how sweet, my lady. How are you? This month? I am very well and, and, and so glad to have you. Let's, let's, let's talk about some of the, the dialogue that was held on the 25th of March. And uh, the intention in, in in going into these dialogues. What is it that you that that you were hoping to hear from communities and asylum seekers and refugees, and what actually came out of that discussion? Uh, lady, we had a very good one, I must say. Let me be quick first to say that now we are going to have more of these conversations, but even on other topics. Right. But this time, what is confronting us as South Africans is the issue of coexistence with those that come from other countries, mm. and particularly those coming from Africa. We seem to be having very serious problems with them, rather than having a problem with Chinese, having a problem with any other nation. Now, what we are saying, uh, what we did with the United Nations, the High Commission of, Uni- of the United Nations, we then said we had pre, uh, before the 26th, we had pre-consultations and pre-conferences. Mm. We, we spoke with the people of Manimedi, people of Archetville, and people of uh, Snake Park uh, in Soweto. Mm. We then, after that, had a, a conversation also with them foreign nationals. Then we met a day before the 25th with the two groups and started to ask questions. We, we, we wanted to call this more of what we call the voices of the people. Most of the time when issues of so-called xenophobia uh, is discussed, it's, it's discussed at the academic and to intellectual level. Right. And the people, and the people experiencing this are actually people right on the ground. You know, someone in Clinton, doesn't know when we're talking about xenophobia as to what is going on there. But someone in Alexander, someone in Sowetu, someone in Manilodi is lived with that experience. Mm. Now, we then have the voices of the people. Which other people affect, are those people affected? We have organizations that represent um, foreign nationals. We have the Human Rights Commission. We had also other a, 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 a interested parties, mm. home affairs, we invited because they deal with foreign nationals. We had the police, 
and uh, and 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 we've saying police, home affairs, and all of us. Let's listen to these people. Let's listen to the people of Soweto, Mother Mary, and Ambrosian say, what is it that they have against? You know these people. Many issues came up in 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 lady, and they, we then went to them. The the, the foreign national said, tell us what is happening. Many issues came up. Mm. I'll list a few. Well, but before you do, before you do that, Mazibugo, because I think that that's something I want to, I want to really take a big bite out of. But first, I'm also joined um, in our Pretoria studios by Arvind Gupta, who's the Senior Regional Protection Officer uh, for the UN High Commission on Refugees. Arvind, good evening and, and welcome to the talk shop. Good evening, Naledi. Thank you for having me on. I mean, the partnership between the UNHCR and and the Moral Regeneration Movement, how did that come about? I mean, I hear Dadamaz Bugo talking about um, the conversation around how we deal with xenophobia in South Africa, quite often being a, an intellectual conversation. So how did this partnership come, up, come about? And, and how does, you know, you say UN and you say the Moral Regeneration Movement. It sounds intellectual already. So how is it that you've managed to make sure that you're having a conversation directly with the people that are involved? Uh, Naledi, the issue of partnership really uh, is an important one, and I think we were very fortunate that we were able to uh, partner with the, uh, with the moral uh, reform movement. And in fact, uh, as you know, that a number of uh, such dialogues have been taking place um, and we have been uh, uh, partnering on, on different occasions uh, for a variety of, uh, of uh, subjects that have been dealt with. Mm. But critically, I think it is important that we had this dialogue because it was uh, the first of a series, as you rightly pointed out, mm. that actually brought to one stage such a vast number of uh, um, stakeholders, the uh, people who are involved, and also, uh, you know, it brought both sides of the coin, as it were. Yeah. I just wanted to add that it's not, it wasn't confined to the subject only of refugees right. and asylum seekers. It included the vast majority of foreigners who could be migrants as well, mm. because to make that distinction is very difficult. You know, right. nobody carries uh, a label that I'm a refugee, mm. and and the whole thing is that it's a foreigner that is being subjected to, um, you know, being victimized, if you like, or being on the receiving end. And it's also the communities who obviously have certain things to say as to uh, why they feel this way, why do they act in such a manner. I think those were key issues to discuss. And hence, yeah. I think this partnership really worked uh, superbly well. Yeah. We were very fortunate to have Mr. Mazibuku, who was uh, the facilitator of the dialogue. Mm. And I just wanted to say good evening to him as he's on the other end of the Hi, hi, hi. I'm back home. I'm back home. Eh? Okay. I, I'm not a foreign national. I'm back home. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I think if you, if you have, you know, someone like Seth Mazibuku as, as the facilitator in these discussions, you, you, you're obviously going to give a certain amount of energy because anyone who knows you knows that you're a very energetic man. So, so talk to me about how you, how you went about facilitating these discussions and, and what came out and how difficult was it for you to say, you know, let's have an open discussion and encourage them to talk as openly as they possibly can. Now, lady, 
be careful. I'm not that energetic. Okay. Now, lady, what was more important uh, for us to achieve? Mm. You know, it was, uh, I, I'll still repeat this. It was to hear the voices of the people. I had to come to the level of having to, be, to even speak Gassi language. Mm. You know, to be able to let Gassi people speak. I had, you know, I mean, moral regeneration movement deals with communities at local level, street committee level, and whatever, and the block committee level. Mm. So I had to speak that language that they understand as they are walking. I'm from Orlando East, and yes. I know what is happening in my country. Yeah. Now, that is the one thing that we managed to do. Even when I was getting some academic interpretation of situation, I had to be able to say to the Kathy people, you know, it was so touchy because some people were even referring to me as Mualase, Zima, which are my ten names. Oh, you know what right. I to say? But how, but how down this conversation was, right. even when then we had, for instance, the police, the justice system, and the other uh, uh, respondents uh, responding, I had to bring it to the level of the people. Yes. It was a difficult one. Mm. Now your question. N- now what, what, came what came out? Yes. What came out? Mostly, Ivan and I will share this one. Ivan was sharing with me the platform of facilitation. Mm. But what came out, we're busy putting up the record, we're busy now putting out a, a report on this. Mm. But what is an outcry of people, and I must say, we welcome that criticism against us as the MRN and as the UN. Mm. The criticism is that we should have moved out of Pretoria Centurion Hotel and taken the conversation right at a uh, in the communities, yes. That is it. Mm. To the grassroots. Yeah. And uh, mm. all the grassroots. So our next conversation will move to that. Number two, mm. there was an issue about foreign nationals, you know, not getting into being, uh, I mean, into coming, okay, what, what is the saying? Is that now, uh, if you go to the Jews, do as the Jews and the Jews do. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm. They come to communities in the township, but they don't participate in the issues of the community, right? you know, and, and, and that then puts them as them and us, you know, yeah. there was that. There was a very strong point, exactly, there was a very strong point that also came that now, many as South Africans, we're too quick to accept people from outside before we are actually able to deal with issues that are confronting us immediately after our liberation. Mm. That came up strongly that now we opened up our borders too quickly. We needed to deal with issues, economic, uh, yes, that came up very strongly, you know, economic development, social cohesion amongst mm. ourselves, and all this before we allowed people from outside. The other one was the issue of the rule of law. That was what people in the country were saying, what applies as a rule? Uh, in law, in as far as local businesses are concerned, doesn't apply to to the foreign nationals. Mm. Okay, mm. foreign nationals spoke strongly about the treatment, and you know they receive when they come to the country, particularly with home affairs, corruption, rhetoric. They spoke against corruption heavily, and they also said when they come in, they are not having a space or where they are taught the culture and the traditions of the host country, right. you know? They, 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 they don't have that kind of orientation and, and all that. Oh, and this is course, how things they, are done, right. 
Exactly. And then there was, a, there was also the issue about, you know, they prepared to show whatever experiences they have, but they find themselves not easily accepted. And then, you know, other, they, I mean, some of the foreign nationals that were there are married to South Africans, mm. for that matter. Yeah. You know? And, 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 the, and the, the issue also of language came up, you know, that both sides, you know, had sometimes, you say something, and uh, you are not aware that whatever you are saying is actually undermine, undermining the other uh, party. Right. I think, l- l- let me do this in Tatemazbogo, because I want to then start talking about how the UNHCR and the Moral Regeneration Movement then brought solutions to this discussion. Because we can listen to the complaints all night, but we also need to hear, you know, what what you left the, the, the conversation with, what you left community members with. I'm chatting to Seth Mazibugo, the chief, the chief <laughs> operating officer of the Moral Regeneration Movement, and also Arvind Gupta, Senior Regional Protection Officer for the United Nations High Commission on Refugees. We'll continue after this. The Talk Shop. You're still on the talk shop on SAFM. My name is Naledi Moleo. We're finding practical solutions for peaceful coexistence between refugees, asylum seekers, migrants, and, and host communities uh, in South Africa. I'm chatting to Arvind Gupta, Senior Regional Protection Officer for the United Nations High Commission on Refugees, and uh, Seth Mazabugo, Chief Operating Officer of the Moral Regeneration Movement. Going back to a dialogue held by uh, the two of them, uh, in Pretoria, bringing together community members and saying, you know, how do we start finding uh, peaceful solutions? And, and Dr. Mazabugo, before that break, they t- talk to us about what came out of uh, community members and, and migrants themselves. But how do we start finding the solutions? And, and were community members offering solutions of their own, Arvind? Uh, Naledi, I think that was the real key issue of yeah. this dialogue. Yeah. It was to not, as, as was said earlier, not to intellectualize, yes. but in mm-hmm. fact to, to look at what the practical solutions might be. And how, what is the way forward? How do we act? What are the roles and responsibilities? Who takes them forward? And in that sense, uh, we did have a, uh, the groups discuss among themselves in terms of, uh, you know, the, the variety of stakeholders that were there. For example, the question of what can the government do? What is mm. the solution that the government can bring to, uh, uh, to this problem? Um, and then we looked at the civil society and community, which obviously includes, uh, you know, your uh, NGOs and others. The media, for example, mm. also had a role in this. The business communities themselves, the foreign nationals, and in uh, uh, also including the United Nations and uh, other agencies, intergovernmental uh, agencies. So what really emerged out of that was that each had a role to play. Mm. There was an understanding that, you know, dealing with any subject like that has to be an integrated approach. Right. It has to be a multi-pronged, simultaneous, integrated approach. Recognizing, of course, that personal security and safety is first and foremost the responsibility of the government and its law enforcement agencies. Mm. Also recognizing that when you have problems, the best way forward is dialogue. Mm. And that's the, way, uh, that's the reason why uh, we have taken on board the fact that a dialogue such as this should actually go down, as Mr. Mazibuko was saying, 
to the very heart of the matter, to go into the townships, to actually use that as a platform, bring the two sides together. Actually, I should get away from using the word two sides. Mm. It's basically bring the communities together. Yes, we're, we're adding to that divide. That's indeed, so indeed. Yeah. So we, the language that we need to use is one of, of cohesion. And in fact, how do we get to that cohesion? Mm. So if you looked at the role of the government, I mean, there was much that was said about creating public awareness, um, uh, you know, launching a public campaign that brings people together, um, an education campaign, for example, introducing subjects even at school level so that right from the start there is an education about humanity, humanism and humanitarian assistance and so on. Hmm. The issue of how the government operates and intergovernmental coordination. One I should highlight this. One particular issue that came up was how the government departments actually operate as independent government departments. What is required is a whole-of-government response in order for us to be able to bring this about. Mm. So it was not just Home Affairs that had the responsibility for this. Of course, they might have the lead role and the, and the primary responsibility, let's say, for, for refugees and asylum seekers. But then each department, each other department, also had to coordinate their efforts and, and, and contribute. So that was the kind of thing that was discussed in relation to the role of the government. Right. On civil society, um, what came up was that it needs to target itself, as we said, to the grassroots and create that space for dialogue. So as many forum as we can bring about would be of benefit. I think what was uh, coming out of this was that the more you spoke about it, the more you went it, the more you gave uh, the chance for people to discuss and come to some understanding, yes. the voices would then raise themselves to a critical mass and at a national level it would become something uh, which is addressed at that level. Mm. And uh, looking at, for example, um, the foreign nationals themselves, I think it was key to understand that when they come into the community, that they should not operate as silos, that they should take time. Be parts of the community. Yes. Yeah. To get integrated doesn't mean to just live side by side. Mm. It means to adopt and adapt. You know, ways of uh, your culture, customs, language, uh, ways of doing things, and just being part of the community. Right. Um, an example that was given is that when the community has a, 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 some sort of a function, be part of it. Yeah. When the community gets uh, some problems, don't shy away from it. Contribute to its solution. So that sort of thing. Yeah, I think if I, if I can just jump in there, and I, and I I agree with all the points that you've raised, and I also wonder perhaps if we're overlooking the responsibility of, communi in, of community members in inviting uh, foreign nationals to say, look, this is what's happening in the community. We invite you to be part of the discussion. A and that then comes to my, to my next point. That's about the, the willingness within in communities to, to have the dialogue. I mean, let's go back to the dialogue that you held on the 25th. How much of a participation was there? Was there was there enough participation for you to to perhaps say, Mr. Mazabugo, that there is that there is a real keenness to to solve some of these issues? Oh, it was it was a great attendance, mm. I must say, and uh, and and uh, and from the community side and from the foreign national side. And, and maybe I just wanted to pick up another point of what people are saying. Mm. There are many of these forums that are taking place and uh, on the same subject. Mm. Uh, a week before this one, I was with Gauteng, uh, a premier office, um, on, on, on peer review 
on, on Peer African Review mm. uh, panel that was looking at the same subject. And now the meeting, the 25th meeting, the UN uh, MRM meeting, took a resolution that now one of the things that we need to do, our resolutions that came out of that meeting, and also uh, 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 the solutions and everything, should be integrated into other forums. Yes. We should find out what other people are doing, because the tendency is that now people talk, 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 and have these corner shops, talk, talk shows, right. and then do not right. integrate yeah. the solution. Mm. So that was one other solution that came up, that now, please, please, um, uh, UN and MRM, please do us a favor, integrate whatever is happening, and then from there, take it up to other forums. Right. And which is what we are going to do, so that now we can integrate that. There's power but in numbers. what you're saying... Yeah. Come again, the yeah. numbers of people. Yes. Uh, 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 I wasn't telling the register, but... Looking no, no, at no, I wasn't saying the number of people. I was saying that there's power in numbers. I'm sorry, can I just say this? Mm. Can, I, can I say this? Mm. We actually left even the six. We had to create another extra line of six. That's how... That's stunning. That, that, yeah. that, that was. Yeah. And what was good, it was that we didn't have lot of people coming from government and all. We had very few of those. Mm. But we had a lot of people coming from the communities, foreign nationals, and the whole country. Yeah. Uh, I don't know whether, uh, 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 maybe Ivan, they, I like to leave them because I have to go quickly to take down. I wonder if Ivan has the statistics. No, no, I wasn't really wondering about the amount of people that was coming. I was agreeing with the point about um, really seeing what others are doing in this approach and saying let's, I was saying that there's power in numbers and working together with other structures perhaps that are that are having similar dialogues and looking for solutions. Yeah, and I think yeah, there's, yeah. there's real strength in that. If if, if I'm listening today and, 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 and I ask that, you, that, Arvind... That, sorry, sorry, one other point, my lady. Mm. I'm going to touch on the issue of the media. Mm. And now that I'm on the media, mm. I must mention that. Mm. You were, people spoke both sides, spoke strongly against the media. But the media sometimes likes to sensationalize issues. In the very conference that we're in, I think there were only two, what is it, media houses, mm. if not uh, none of the people. And someone from Snake Park said, you know, they had a, they had a cultural activity with foreign nationals. It was there was no media there, but oh. when that boy was shot at, every every media was there. Yeah. And 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 uh, every I mean they, they jumped and they beat on the newspapers. There was this call that now one of the things that we need to do is to have a sit down with our media houses and say how do you contribute positively to right. one in this particular program. Right. So. There's an invitation coming outside. Okay, well, I, I, I <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I hope I get as many invitations as possible because because ultimately, and and I agree with you, there needs to be more conversations that that build the nation instead of uh, focusing on on what rips the nation apart. And, and that's why I wanted yeah. to get to the point of you know, as as an individual that's listening, what is what what yeah. is the responsibility that we should be taking home with ourselves, Arvind? I mean, the the media conversation is something I've noted down for myself. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, uh, individually, I think one uh, thing that you must, I believe, uh, take back fruitfully is the fact that let us try and understand. Yeah. The key to anything is first and foremost a recognition of what it is. 
Now, when we talk about foreign nationals, we look at just an individual that has come from outside our borders. Mm. But what uh, what is the situation in which an individual has come? What has led the person to come here? Um, the circumstances, what the person is capable of contributing to the community, all of these things require a real understanding on our part. Yeah. So if we took back as a first step just this question in our minds, who is this individual, what is my role and responsibility as a member of the community towards this individual. Mm. I think that way we can shift around this perception that there is somebody that has come from outside that is sitting on my resources that is taking away everything from me and look at it from another prism that shows us what the contribution of that individual is Correct. and where we can then meet I do believe that would be a very strong first step yeah. and then of course what you need to do is when there are forums like these that are organized which bring this dialogue into being Try and participate. Try and contribute to the solution. Yes. I do believe that that's a, that's a very individual uh, responsibility. So when, the, for example, the Community Police Forum invites you for a dialogue with the foreigners, I have seen on a number of occasions that it is not really attended by, uh, you know, very many of the community members. Mm. And the more you participate, the more chances are that you could come up with solutions and, and benefit. Yeah. So I think apart from all that transpired during the, um, the dialogues, uh, this would be a key. Absolutely. Arvind Gupta is the Senior Regional Protection Officer for the United Nations High Commission on Refugees. Thank you so much for giving us your time. I, I think what you've Thank talked you, about is, is, is active citizenry. And, and I think that that's something that we can't talk about enough. You know, we can talk about the benefits of being part of a democracy. But there's the responsibilities of being a part of a, d- a democracy. And that's the responsibility to be an active citizen and to participate in, in, in dialogue such as this one. Dr. Where are the next uh, deliberations happening and what are the other themes that you'll be looking at? Yeah, uh, um, I'm speaking to to, to, to Ireland Group UN. Uh, uh, We are looking at, uh, and maybe there's something that worries us as the moral regeneration movement. Mm. South Africans are angry and bitter. Xenophobia is one of the results of the anger of of, of South African people. Mm. We still have anger in our families. We rape our own grandmothers and children. We have anger in the streets. Look at the way in which protests, you know, are shaped mm. and designed. Mm. We even do it in Parliament. Anger we even sit in Parliament. The next other that we call with the UN, Codessa, that as MRM would like to hold with South Africa, is how do maybe we suspect that now we came from a very immoral and violent society called apartheid. Mm. We transcended into a system which is democracy. We never dealt with the anger of what apartheid, of the anger caused by apartheid. The next conversation and what we usually refer to as Kadesa will be also to look at how do we deal with the anger and bitterness of South African people. Yes. Because it is expressed in so many ways. Even in racism, in classroom, look at what happened when a child was actually uh, pushed in uh, stuff uh, uh, in, a, in a school. 
Look at what happened in, in, in the fifth stage when our own mothers were made to, to drink stuff that mm. I, I don't want to mention. Mm. Now, I'm trying to say there is bitterness, there is anger. There is, I mean, look at the, even the way we even drive on the road and resulting into the death today of people like Chaban, of like Kobe Chaban. So I'm trying to say we've got to deal as of Africans with our anger. And my point is that the way we actually even react to issues of foreign nationals is also a spell out of what our anger is actually resulting into. Absolutely. And I think, uh, I really hope that when, we, when you have that conversation, you bring it to the talk shop as well so we can have a national uh, discussion on that one. Thank you so much for your time, Dada Mazabuk. Definitely, we will definitely be knowing about it and, 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 and that it is going to be very, very soon. Looking forward to it. And Dadesas Mazbugo is the Chief Operating Officer of the Moral Regeneration Movement. You're on the talk shop on SAFM, South Africa's news and information.